0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest Izzy. Say hi to the crowd. Oh, yeah. of
1: course. Now she's gonna be quiet.
0: <laughs> other special <Convenient>. guest, <laughs> Erica,
2: the fanfic author I really like, actually posted something again. She's not dead.
0: Did you just find this out? Now? I did. So now you're gonna want to. Kill this podcast as fast as possible, Erica. So, no, get off your phone. What the fuck?
2: No, never. I like to to. There's some that I'll read when we're hanging out, but some like once like this ones where the author is actually like really like is actual like can write. I'll, I'll push that off to the end of the evening, kind of wind down. Oh yeah, there's a whole process.
1: <laughs> now I want to go ahead and just set this up for you, Bob, because I think you're ready to go. All right. I right. think on the podcast, we had maybe discussed one or two episodes of the new season of Westworld. And since then, I don't believe we've talked about it. Nope. The season finale aired last night, and I have a feeling that you have thoughts.
0: Oh,
2: Bob's got some opinions.
0: Alex, I I was so... I was so looking forward to a season of sci-fi television that would hit a like a a di- like a big sci-fi topic and do it some justice.
2: I can attest. I think it was episode 3?
0: Somewhere around there. You
2: were like very excited at the end of that episode. You were like I'm all in on this premise.
0: Yeah. And it's, and, you know, through the end, the premise was good. The execution was shit. Like, that final episode just pissed me off. What was the point of Bernard this season?
2: I'll tell you what the point of Bernard is. They like the actor. And he's great. He, he's a really good actor. What's his name, Jeffrey Wright? Yep. He's wonderful. He's been wonderful and I think, everything I've seen him in, from Angels in America uh the bond movies um he's great he's a genuinely great actor but if you don't have anything to do with the character it's time to move on
0: but he was in the key for years or something
2: well what's with the dust stuff they did it at the end of last season with the fucking man in black what are we doing (sighs) What are we doing?
1: Okay, well, if he's covered in that much much dust, I mean, are we talking about like he's thirty years in the future or something, you know? That's I mean, what
2: makes the most sense.
1: That was so much dust.
2: It's a lot of dust.
1: You're not getting that from like a month in a room. No,
2: no, no, no. That's like the apocalypse has actually happened. And actually that could be interesting if they jump ahead that far, because didn't the projection say that there could be total collapse of civilization in, like, 30 years.
1: Something like that. Okay, so I guess we should say real quick, obviously, if you're listening to this, we're going to just spoil the whole season. But don't worry, it's not that good, so you're not really fucking getting screwed out of much here.
0: Well, and and (laughs) I think think we can say it's not that good largely based on the last two episodes. I just...
1: I just think, sorry to cut you off, I just think that overall, especially watching this final episode, I was like, why did so much get squeezed into such a small time frame?
2: I agree with Alex here. I thought, yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, I feel like the whole season, now that I've watched the entire season, and especially right at the end of it, I mean, to me, you told two to three seasons of story in in eight episodes. And so everything they did just didn't land for me. And I'm I watch some of those um like behind the scenes type stuff they do after the episode on HBO. I watched a few of them after some of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about like, you know, we did this Epic fight scene between, you know, Dolores and Maeve. And we had this huge bomb dropped of revealing that um, Rehobin or how do you say the AI's name?
0: Rehoboam?
1: Rehoboam, something like that. Um, he, you know, he's controlling everyone and essentially putting you on a path to get you from point A to point B. And, you know, deciding if you can procreate or essentially driving you in certain directions to plan your suicide, you know, or doing whatever. And it's supposed to be this huge bomb that was being dropped that, you know, oh, humans are on a loop as well, right? And the way they did it, I just felt like nothing. I was like, I don't care. I don't care about any of these characters. I definitely don't care about the random humans on this Earth in Westworld, you know? like i don't feel like any of this was built up for what like in theory yeah should be a huge thing like obviously if it came out in the real world that some ai has a profile of you and it knows everything you've ever done every good thing every bad thing and it can essentially predict what is going to happen in your life um this would be like a big fucking deal right obviously um, but in the show, the way it was presented and the complete lack of build up to it, it was just nothing to me. Like it was absolutely nothing.
2: I would I say I had no reaction that the the insight stuff was interesting, but I, I would agree with you, Alex. It felt like they I was really first of all I was very surprised to find out that the season was only eight episodes. Which to me reeks of some Game of Thrones issues now. Right. All right. Are we just sick of the premise? Are we rushing towards an ending here and thus fucking up your story? Because what, what's the deal with that? You know? Well,
1: and i I'm surprised they've already announced that it's been renewed for season four. Cause I really kind of felt like we were watching the final season in some ways. Because this show, I mean, clearly, if you watch the show, this show is not cheap to produce. Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. I think that is very clear. Mm-hmm. And the ratings, I saw the ratings. I don't know what they were for like the season finale, but I saw the ratings a week or two ago, and they're terrible. I mean, if you look at the num- the viewership from season one and now to two and three, I mean, the show has fallen off a cliff in terms of viewership. I mean, we're talking like the challenge numbers and the challenge does not have the budget of Westworld and it is not promoted. Like Westworld is okay.
0: You know, I keep, this is the problem. I edited the last two podcasts, so I'm just acutely aware of the stupid things I say that I shouldn't be saying. Like I say, you know, so fucking much.
2: We all have our verbal tics.
0: I know it drives me nuts. Anyways, uh, so it, it's so frustrating as as a science fiction fan when you have something with a really rock solid premise and something that's um, also very prescient. Or is that how you say that? Prescient. Prescient. Um, that's
2: probably wrong. I know what you're trying to say. To yeah.
0: You um, with. The rise of you know Google and Facebook and big data, all that fun jazz. Um, the you know these are really these are more than just interesting storylines. They tie to um, our society and what we're you know the the path we're going down. So you could you know make a point and say something interesting about that. Or you could do what Westworld did and set up um, an action finale to what is otherwise a very cerebral concept. And that really, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. We've learned the wrong lessons from Game of Thrones. Yeah.
2: That's what what you got. I don't really, like, yeah, I...
1: Well, I just can't believe the drop-off in quality from season one to season two. Because I'm sure if, you know, uh, the people who fucking care, the no one who listens to this podcast, go back and listen to it. I was ripping hard on season two. Like, the first two or three episodes, especially, were awful. And I guarantee you, when you go look up the ratings, those episodes drove people away from Westworld, and they've never come back. And they were so bad. Season two was
2: very bad. I I will say I think it had the best episode of the series, at least. uh, uh, With the the Native American stuff. Yes, I thought that was a great episode. But the rest of that season was just like...
1: Okay. I, I thought I thought it got good again in, like, the second half of the season overall, but the first half of the season was so bad that I'm not surprised that people just gave up. Well, in- and, the fir- and the first season of Westworld is really good. Oh, I mean, exactly. that is a yeah. really, really good season of TV. Well,
2: herein lies the problem, um, and it's a problem that uh, you see a lot with TV these days, because you have, and we've talked about this before, you have the Internet Hive Mind, that is picking apart your show after every episode, and they're going to figure out what you're doing.
1: Well, that clearly got to the writers. It
2: did, exactly. And I read somewhere um, in season two, I think, uh, actually I think it was in a Lindsay Ellis video, she talks about it, how they figured out something that was going to happen in like the third episode. And what's the guy's name? Is it John Nolan, Jonathan Nolan?
1: Jonathan Nolan, yeah. Yeah, one of the
2: lead guys. He was like, well, the internet figured out what we were going to do, so we had to completely rewrite everything. And it's like, why? Why did you have to do that? Just make quality television. I don't give a shit if I know what's coming. Half half the shit you watch on TV, you know what's going to happen. Half the good movies you watch, you know what's going to happen. I just want to be entertained. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think, you know, there was other interesting stuff. Like, in this episode, Dolores just casually mentions that... All the other hosts are based off of her mind, and hers was the first mind that actually worked. And that's like
2: it was and I don't just in, like, casual conversation,
1: right? Right, and I don't know that that's ever really... I think they've maybe alluded to that, but I don't know that it's ever been, like, said that Dolores was the first host that actually fully functioned without major issues. we knew she was issues.
0: an early, an early We yeah. knew she was the oldest in the park. In the
2: park. We didn't right. know that so she we, was like she, the we knew
1: we knew she was still like the oldest that was active you're right but we didn't know that she was the first that ever actually worked and they just like casually dropped that in there it didn't have the impact it should have at all that hey like Maeve your consciousness is based off of mine you don't exist without me
2: yeah that seemed like it should have been a lot bigger of a reveal not only that, but you want to talk about people with nothing to do. W- what are we doing with Mave this year?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, see, we could, like, break this. Like, oh, God, we're going to spend, like, three hours on this. We could break this <laughs> content, down.
2: Content, Alex, content.
1: The people <laughs> can, are starved for it. This is, like, this is when the other day, Bob, just in the party on Xbox, is like, well, you know, we haven't done the podcast because we didn't feel like there were things to talk about. It's like, Bob. I could do an hour and a half on the podcast, anytime, anywhere, about anything. No, no problem. And so I'm good. I could go on Westworld for a while. I mean, if you go person by person here, let's start with Dolores, since she's essentially the main character of the show. And by the way, I don't know if she's dead or if um, I don't. I still don't know if her name is Avon Rachel Wood or what. But if it's Evan or Yvonne.
2: I've always said just, about Evan.
1: I assume it's Yvonne, because it's E-V-A-N, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, I've no clue. Um,
1: but anyways, I don't know if she's done with the show. I sure hope not, because, like, the show's gone off the rails bad enough. It, it didn't... It was like, it didn't need to loo- lose Anthony Hopkins, and it does definitely does not need to lose its main character, essentially. Um And... You know, if we just look at Dolores, what are, like, her allegiances seemingly changed minute to minute. Like, sometimes she's the psycho killer portion of her brain. Sometimes she's, like, the really sweet rancher's daughter. And she's all over the fucking place. And then at the end, she's talking to Maeve about, I choose to see the beauty in this world. <sighs> Since when, Dolores? I
0: Since turned to when? Bob
2: and I said the same thing. I was like, "What the? where the fuck did that come from? Where <laughs>
0: have we seen this in HBO before? I'm telling you. We hmm. learned the wrong lessons. Well,
2: and why was it only eight episodes? Why couldn't it have been ten?
0: There's so much more. You could have built out so much more, made it a much more... I would have if this was my decision, and uh clearly it wasn't um I would have split this season into three seasons, and where it ended this season would have been the end of the show, you know turning off for Hoboam.
2: with the uh the fight club shot at the end
0: throw yeah throwing everything in the chaos that would have been the end now, if they genuinely have a good idea of what to do you know of something to cover in the post-apocalypse. I'm going to tell you right now, Bob. Cool, but they don't. They got no clue. It's no. lost.
2: They've got no... Maybe, like, the people guessed where we were going, and that freaked everybody the fuck out, so now we've got no clue what's we going got, on.
0: We got bad roboted.
2: It's purgatory, motherfucker. And it is bad-robot. <laughs> it is bad-robot. We're in purgatory, motherfuckers. No,
1: we're not.
3: Uh,
2: and,
1: okay, look uh, at look at this season. I mean... Was this season not ultra predictable essentially end to end, other than I guess Dolores just like changing her mind every three seconds and but that never being communicated to the viewer and um what was aaron paul's character's name Caleb uh, and the
2: only reason I know that is because Caleb is the name of a character on critical role
1: <laughs> okay, so Caleb essentially the reason This is literally, in storyline, the reason Dolores recruits him and makes him the leader of this new human resistance or whatever and lets him be the decision maker is because he was in the park training for the army and out of the goodness of his heart, he decided not to rape some robots.
2: I mean, to be fair, that's that's, the the bar that... That's it's the like his bar wow, though because you have
1: cleared a high bar. It happened
2: to her constantly in the park so she was like, "Oh, oh okay, cool." A decent guy. You're the guy. nicest
1: human I've ever met. You shot some people, but you didn't rape me.
2: Low bar. <laughs> and I will say I thought Aaron Paul did a good job with the the stuff he was given cuz the man mm. is an amazing actor. Um, i was glad to see that if we do what well, we are getting season four right i hope he's there because i think he'll help elevate whatever material is there wait
0: i i thought that you know i said it again i thought that the the arc that aaron paul went on in this show probably was the most solid and it followed as, uh, of any of anyone that was on this season um, and you know what, how they got, you know, Dolores's explanation for it, you know, whatever that, but I thought it worked. What I didn't like was at the very end, you know, he's presented with the choice, you know, basically to erase for or not and
2: Which the console for was in the main lobby of the.
0: Yeah, which was fucking of Evil hysterical. <laughs> it's right out in front.
1: Um, By the way, it's also hysterical that this Rehobin or whatever is so in control of everything that it's even controlling its creator to a certain degree. I
2: genuinely didn't but, know that this was the name of the fucking thing. You guys said that at first. I'm like, what the fuck did I miss?
0: Well, Sirac yeah, it, 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 just kind of casually drops it in also, this
2: episode. Also, he, he can't be named Serac because all I'm hearing is like little John singing about Sirac on shots in my head. <laughs> Legitimately. Anytime they would so, say it, I'm just like, guys, come on.
1: Well, so you have like so in control of everything that it's even telling Sirac what to say line for line. But all you have to do is tell it to delete itself and it's like oh yeah sure hmm. <laughs> like wait aren't you the god god's just gonna come down from heaven like, and you're you don't even like, get god, like god go away
0: you don't even get like a little windows alert that pops up that says are you are sure, you sure?
2: <laughs> well Alex what has it got to a non-believer
1: <laughs> but, do you really want to empty the recycling bin yeah
0: <laughs> Yep. oh shit I had a thing in there but I thought you, I, you, I thought that that moment, you know, he, he was, you know, the, Dolores said she picked him because he can make a choice, and they built it up that he's done bad things, he's done good things, yeah, he's friends with Marshawn Lynch. Yep, friends with, friends that, with that's Beast a, Mode.
2: That's a pro, right um,
1: there. That was the wackiest casting for this whole season. But it was great. By it by was away. kind
2: of great though, Alex. I loved it because he rolls up I'm like. What the fuck is Marshawn Lynch doing here?
0: I love this shirt.
2: The shirt was great. Uh, so well, and it had uh, uh, Lena. What was her last name? Wave. There you go. Yeah, I really like her too. It was nice to see her on the
0: show. So he's he's put in this position to make a decision, and he literally is just like, "Well, yeah, this is what I'm doing." And in a way, the way they shot it, like he's supposed to be demonstrating that he has free will in this instance, but. It just seems like, oh, no, he's just doing a predetermined thing. He's not in the moment making a decision. He's just making a knee-jerk reaction. And I think that kind of undercuts what they were going for. And I don't know exactly how I would have shot it. I think if
2: the show had given all of this stuff time to breathe and you got to see maybe his decision-making process a little bit more, Mm -hmm. maybe hung out with him a little, I mean... Cause you weren't with him that much.
0: No, instead you got this really unnecessary, uh, like two minute sequence between Maeve and Dolores where they're like mind melding or whatever, and Dolores is explaining her point of view. And really Which doesn't make any sense anyway. No, so really it's like the way it reads is that Dolores had to convince Maeve to give Caleb the ability to make the decision that Dolores knew he was going to make because he's pre-programmed to do it. Thus undercutting free will. everything they're trying, the point they're trying to make. So it's, you know, and Dolores says, I said, you know, again, Dolores says in the show, she's uh, free, free will isn't impossible. It's just really fucking hard. And so,
2: also, we're talking about goddamn free will and now I'm all I'm thinking about is the ending of um, the devil's advocate
0: oh that movie
2: <laughs> where Keanu's like oh free will right he shoots himself in the head yep oh my god that movie
0: oh, Alex have you seen the movie. devil's
2: advocate
1: uh yeah but it's been a really long time
2: oh my god choice choice it's outstanding okay where I'm does sorry. he fuck and the other, the other Everywhere. thing about... <laughs> Sorry, Alex, go ahead.
1: The other thing about Dolores is what exactly was her plan? Because I guess we, at the end, we see that her grand mastermind plan was to allow Caleb to make the decision to set humanity free, I guess. But how exactly was she planning on getting there? Because we had the whole thing of... They take the USB drive because Solomon gives them a new plan to implement. Um, And then they never actually plug the USB drive into anything to see the plan. But then somehow Rehobin just knows the plan. He's like, oh, yeah, if you implement this plan, here's everything that's going to (laughs) happen. And then they just crush the USB drive. It's like, wait. Also, how did you know the plan? And then, how was... It, like So, was Dolores' plan the whole time to get captured and be plugged into the AI? And by the way, why would you plug in one AI into another AI? I mean, I'm just asking.
2: Doesn't seem like a very smart, uh, smart call. But you had everybody drinking idiot juice. Also, well, why sir- was Cliff Collins Jr. there?
0: Because Cliff Collins Jr. I mean,
2: I enjoy when, like... People I like her on the screen, but...
0: Well, well and, and that and just so... goes to show Dolores is out there still. Right. You know, she's not actually dead. Right. Well,
1: in Serac, Serac right. is supposed to be essentially the most powerful man in the world who's pulling everyone's strings, who's in control of literally everything other than these outliers who either you know, imprisons in these freeze pods or sets them on a path to death. <laughs> and yet he's, like, completely incompetent on this show. I mean, all his security forces are ungodly incompetent, you know. Like, let's see. We've got an ultra-strong robot. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go engage in a hand-to-hand fight with them. I mean, let's oh, do it. it.
0: Sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> Well that's that's the thing it that's uh that's the part about uh, narrative villains that always falls apart is they they're undone by really dumb stuff. Yeah, but it's not
2: always. Not always. It's not always. If you if you if you take a minute to like just stop and think through your shit and we're not mm-hmm. sprinting to the end of things or we come in without any kind of a plan looking at you mm. Disney for Star Wars. It's just it it all comes across like okay, all of your characters are either completely inconsequential, idiots, yep,
0: or just just i i I always hate um I always hate a story where people fail or the plot is driven forward by pure stupidity uh, now not's not to say there isn't a lot of stupidity in. The in the world, the real world. I mean, just look at Washington D- D.C. But there's Bob
2: wearing a mask and not crowding people infringes upon my rights. So as an American, so
0: does wearing underwear. Dicks out, dicks out for COVID. Dicks out for COVID.
2: hashtag Dicks out for COVID.
0: But what was there's there was something we were watching not too long ago where this or Jurassic World. Fallen kingdom Oh, big
1: time of, of course talking. you were watching jurassic world no this no. was
0: what this we was saw, we wild.
2: haven't watched it since no uh, we saw it erica the
0: made me see it because she thought it'd be funny to watch me be mad
2: and oh my it was hilarious <laughs> but he, he, that but, movie was fucking hysterical all right that movie was just a laugh goddamn riot from the start whole to end. thing it wasn't supposed to be no But I was, Alex, you were in the theater, and I was
0: cackling my ass
2: off. It was amazing. It's
0: all based on people making the dumbest decision time after time. And
2: you're having a giant dinosaur auction in your basement. Yep. Yep. Oh, that movie. Anyways. Oh, is that movie stupid?
0: I would make a recommendation to would-be movie and television villains. Uh, to follow the United States Army's uh, policy on uh, combat engagement, which is to have a three-to-one uh, advantage over your enemy and uh, not proceed unless you do. Sending wave after wave. <laughs> Numbers matter. Uh, also, don't fight robots.
1: <laughs> but we, and we talked about it a little bit, though. Like, what was Mave's goal?
2: I have no idea
0: all protect her daughter or was that what or did she want to see her Maeve again? just wanted to get back to see her daughter that's all she wanted and Surak promised her that he could make that happen, but you know was that even true uh it it was hers and then she failed like two or three times and he's just like, if you fail next time proceed <laughs> this
1: is it. This is the one. (laughs) And then you have Bernard and Stubbs just doing random shit all season.
2: I don't... Because we like those characters. We like those actors, so we want to keep them on our show.
0: When they show up at the the psych hospital to get Ed Harris... (laughs) (laughs) They're just, like,
1: randomly there, like... Talk about... And then they just randomly run into the man
0: in black. Like, talk about... Why the hell is William in this season, even? Either. Like, what Yeah, do you, you do, did
2: not. Hey, McPoyle from uh, It's Always Sunny got a paycheck, too, man. He so did. So that's all that matters.
0: He did.
1: So. Well, and again, like, Dolores stuck the man in black in this mental hospital essentially to torture him. Uh, I just. It's a weird show, man. Like, if you look at this show, this would actually be, like, one of the big points for me. And this is the only reason I keep watching it is because the acting is so good. It's, like, as good as the acting is, the writing is just as bad. And, like, if you look at this show, I mean, just go down the list in your head, right? Like, Yvonne Rachel Wood, Thondie Newton, Jeffrey Wright aaron paul ed harris you know anthony hopkins was on the first season this season had like freaking vincent castle and uh tommy flanagan was there for a while and it's like if you look at this show this show jimmy simpson shows up for an episode this show should be so good i mean does any show on tv have this sort of cast seriously
2: not the, anything that i'm currently watching
1: like, they have eight, eight or nine great actors on this show, and then they hand them a script where, like, you're a Von Rachel Wood, and all Dolores ever does is talk in riddles. Like, has Dolores answered a direct question in two seasons? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fucking Caleb is like, man, look at the sky. Is that co- what color do you think that is? Is that sp- is that blue? I like to see the beauty in the world. <laughs>
2: Aaron Paul <laughs> stands there looking at her confused.
1: What, uh, With those Dolores, what color is things. that? And she has to just keep thinking of new riddles to speak in.
0: It's
1: and I mean and, so and look like. And look, like, this is the other thing about the show, and it's it's so hard to care about a lot of these people because of it, is, like, yes, I guess Maeve and Dolores and Bernard have their ability to make their own decisions now, but all their decision-making is still based on the personalities that were created for them by someone else, you know? Like, if you look at... um the Charlotte Hale-Dolores um, host that's in the show this season, mm-hmm. she pretty much, like, especially at the end of the season, it's pretty much just Charlotte Hale's ruthlessness combined with Dolores's psycho killer personality, and that's just the character now, and it's not someone who came to that. It's not like someone whose events in life have shaped them in some way. It's just like, oh, here's the personality that was written for you. And that's all of them. It's Whoa. just here's the personality that was written for you. And that's
2: the problem, Alex. It's one of those things where if you start looking at like the premise a little bit too closely, things start to fall apart. And the show that wants you to think that it's really, really smart, it actually turns out it's pretty stupid.
0: I think for this show to be successful, for not only um, the people who watch it at a superficial level, but also the people who are thinking about it, you. Because I, I think on that superficial level, that a lot of people have enjoyed this season, uh, at least from anecdotally, from what I've seen. Um, I would be interested to watch, you know, to see what the the number of people who picked it up season four to see if that actually tracks, but to to get it for people who are looking for that satisfaction, you need to be able to demonstrate successfully that free will exists. And to this point, all they have managed to do on the show is to prove is to demonstrate the opposite. All they have ever shown is that this is what you were pre-programmed to do and nothing you can do is going to change that so like real life well and you
1: know we talked about it already but bernard and Stubbs were essentially just there because they don't want to let jeffrey Wright out of his contract and let him go do anything else right they want him on this freaking show and um at the end of, the, you know, at the end of, like, this last episode, <laughs> they freaking do the thing where Dolores essentially sends Bernard to see Arnold's slash his wife, who's now old and losing her mind and everything, and that, like, somehow makes it okay between Dolores and Bernard, who Bernard was previously like, trying to stop at all costs. Like, suddenly he has this big revelation that, oh, actually now I understand what Dolores' motivations are. Because and it's like,
2: end wait, last, how? At the end of last season, they really set it up as it was almost going to be, like, and I was hoping for this dynamic, like a, a, a Professor Xavier uh, Magneto vibe between the two of them. And... Except
1: it turns out Dolores was the good guy all along. She's just using very bad tactics.
2: Right. And Bernard was inconsequential. He just didn't matter.
1: And then at the end of the season, they do the thing where... I think it wasn't Stubbs laying in the tub, like, bleeding out. And Bernard's like, um, oh, well... Or I think Stubbs even asked him, like, we gotta, you know, get going. What about Dolores? And Bernard is just like, you know what? I don't think but Dolores is here anymore. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, where the fuck did that just come
0: from?
2: Right. Exactly.
0: It's all dumb as shit.
2: Yep. Like I said, when you start to think about it, it all kind of, the veneer all crumbles away.
0: I mean,
1: I, I, look, I like, I don't have any problem with some fucking stupid show. Okay, whatever. I watch plenty of dumb shit. Oh, us too. But I... If you're going to do these big things and if you're going to have what you think are big moments, and we've already talked about all of them, you have to build them up so you feel something when it happens. Right. Like, look, if I, if I think about fucking, you know, Goku going Super Saiyan in Dragon Ball Z, that was like a hundred and something episodes of buildup to this insanely great payoff.
2: Well, and you cared, right? Because you cared about what was going on on Namek. You cared about Krillin, I would assume. It was characters that you'd been hanging out with for a while that you gave a shit about. So then, when this... this, They'd been talking about the Super Saiyan thing for quite a few episodes. In that, once that finally happened, and then you had that build-up with Vegeta, and it was just... It, it, was, it was built up properly. What are you fucking smiling at me for? He's the superior character. He has an actual arc in that show. Fuck you. Um... But no, it was built up too properly, it, and it's there's examples of it out there. But I think a lot of like quote unquote smart media that you do find on like your HBOs and your Showtimes and stuff like that, they try, but they fail.
0: You're not dealing with an ordinary <laughs> saying anymore. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> no, we haven't done it in a while, Bob. We haven't just flipped that on and let it play. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I
1: I just really hope as someone who remembers how good the first season of Westworld really was that Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy can figure it out for this fourth season and actually come up with some compelling TV again because I feel like this is going to be their last chance. I mean, if they don't if they don't come out with a really great season I think the show's done. And even if they could even have a really great season and if the viewership is bad enough, the show might be done anyway.
0: Well, and should the show go much further?
2: Well, and I'll say this, what incentive have they given you to continue watching?
1: Well, none. I'm just going to continue watching because I have to because I see things through like a lunatic.
2: <laughs> well, I started. I got a
1: fit. Speaking of, I just remembered. I okay. Remember there was Japanese Dolores who was the head of like that yakuza family or whatever mm-hmm. and just randomly Clementine and a uh, random Asian lady with a sword show up to kill him and it's like and then they just vanished right, like we never saw those two again.
2: Yeah. It's just
1: like oh we had to tie up this loose end storyline of this Dolores being out here. So, we're just gonna do things.
2: And all that was in service of getting Maeve a katana. We needed to give Maeve a, a, a Japanese sword. For reasons. Because it looks cool. Like, okay.
1: I don't know. I just... I And the other thing about the show is the action is not good. I think they had one good set piece all season, which was when, you know... Hail Dolores was going through Delos, you know, shooting people. That was and then good. The, the, yeah. the riot control robot shows up to help her, you know. Um, that that whole sequence, that scene was good. Other than that, all the action is, like, not well shot, not well choreographed. Like, when every time... The two times I watched Mave and Dolores fight... There was just something about it. Like, it felt very fake. You know, like, it felt um, it felt like they were doing a dance routine rather than a battle.
2: Well, there were a lot of times where they were throwing each other around, and it was just like you could see them on the strings. Well, you couldn't see it literally, but you could just feel like, oh, okay. And then that car chase. Yeah,
0: I was about to Oh, say. that was
1: awful. Where too. like
2: the, after the episode, they're talking about it because we watched those two, uh, and Bob and I looked at each other and we were like, we thought that was very like sedate. It was that genre episode, right? Yeah. Which is an oh, interesting, that
1: episode was bad. It was
2: an interesting concept, but they were like, oh well, we we really wanted to play with these different like genres of film, and I'm like, yeah, but you guys didn't at all. Like you could have. But okay. You changed like the music and like threw a different filter on the on the camera. That's not playing around with the, the different genres of film.
1: Okay, speaking of that episode, that reminds me at the end of that episode, the thing happens where Caleb's about to get shot, and Dolores steps in front of him so she gets the shot instead. And he sees bullet holes in her back. So the bullets passed through her body, but somehow didn't hit him. And so now, and she just walks away from it, but, like, she's like it's nothing. So now he knows, like, obviously this is a host or something, right? Alex,
2: you know what you're doing? <laughs> you think it a little too hard, man.
1: But But, okay, if there was any quality control on the set, shouldn't someone... Like, I just thought of that right now in ten seconds.
0: You know what, Alex? The problem, you see... He was protected by plot armor.
2: <laughs> He's got that Johnson hey, plot armor on.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> no one's ever been plot armored more than when What's-His-Face went into the lake with the suit of armor on. Oh, Jamie. Oh, Jamie, yeah. yeah. That's the greatest plot armor I've ever seen on <laughs> any TV show.
2: Oh, let's uh, I don't even want to talk about Game of Thrones. I'm just going to start thinking about it and I'm going to get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We should have known this season was gonna fucking suck when the producers were in that early episode. When what's their names? Um, from Game of Thrones, those two idiots, the writers. Uh, when D and
2: D, I don't remember
1: their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Benioff
2: um, and Weiss, or something like mm-hmm, that.
1: That's right. When they were in, they were in the episode of Westworld this season, hanging out with the dragon. I should have known right there. I should have just deleted the fucking HBO app off the Xbox. <laughs>
0: Like, well, that's enough of this. Well, this season, the this season started well in my opinion, and it really didn't fall off. It really didn't crater until the end, and it, at the end, it did. Boy, did it crater! Uh, so, I don't feel as bad about this season. I'm pissed at myself about last season. Like, I should have just stopped watching last season. Yeah,
2: but you're watching on the promise of that first season, which was so fucking good. Right. So you have a trust in the showrunners being like, okay, they'll pull this out. And they didn't. Yeah. No. Can we talk about a good show now? The Challenge? The Challenge or Mythic Quest.
0: Alex, which would you like to talk about first?
1: Um, well, why don't we talk about Mythic Quest? Because I don't know how much there really is going to be to say about it. Just, let's talk about Mythic Quest.
2: I enjoyed it thoroughly.
1: It was good. I-, yeah. I told you guys it was good. Yeah. Trust my judgment, people.
2: <laughs> you should. Alex is usually pretty good with that stuff. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought uh, uh, McElhenney was hysterical. Uh, I don't remember the... Ian? What? No, Ian. Right? Ian. Yeah. Fucking
1: Ian, yeah.
2: And the biggest like thing that it was a little like... Not annoyed, but I'm I'm intrigued to see how it comes back in in the next season. Is that episode where uh, uh, uh what's the actor's name? It's Sweatpants Spider Man, but
0: Jake Johnson.
2: Yeah, Jake Johnson, and you see that whole story.
0: Well, that was
1: really good, but that I don't think like that feels like a total one off. I don't think they're that those characters are going to be back. Do I you? think that
2: in some way though, that has to tie in with the overall story that they're telling though.
1: Well, and that's, that episode was almost more interesting than, like, the main cast, you know? Right. Like, I almost would have liked to see a show about that, those two characters.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that would have been fascinating. But, I mean, you saw the, the very end of the season. Like, it did tie in.
2: It did, but I'm curious, like, because they keep talking about Montreal. You know, like, they did that in that episode, too. So clearly there's, there's deeper ties there. And I'm just curious as to how that's going to play out. Cause you don't take an entire episode of your TV show to tell that story and then not have it, you know, tie in at some point. As good as it was.
1: I think their signature, it being the same building. I think that was the tie in. I don't think there's any going to be any other tie in.
0: That's kind of the impression that I got Mm, too. I don't know. And, it just, that episode was very good. It just was so out of place compared to the rest of the season.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. It you was know? very out of place. It's got to be there for, a, a, and maybe it's not. Maybe I'm I'm incorrect, but I would say that it's probably somehow going to come back around in some way.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, it, it really just felt like this is a, we're plopping this here and we're going away
2: yeah but you gotta have a reason for it
0: uh i and-
1: really i thought um you know uh I, i'm i always butcher his name but rob mccolhenney or however you say, I, always his say name.
2: McElhenney. I don't know if that's correct or not but
1: his um name on
0: the show is
2: Mac.
1: i mean he was he was great on the show i re- he obviously he's always great in everything he's in but I thought the standout, and I don't know the actress's name, but the woman who played Poppy, the Australian oh, woman... Poppy's outstanding. Um, I thought that was like... I've never seen her in anything else, and she was really good.
2: No, yeah, me neither. I'm not sure uh, what else she's been in, but she was... There wasn't anybody that was, like, bad. I didn't think. Yeah, no, I don't think so. It was cool to see Dan Le- Danny Pooty in something again, playing an unrepentant asshole. You got F. Murray Abraham up in the mix for no reason at all, which is great. Uh, I really like Ashley Birch, so it was cool to see her in the show. Um, yeah, it was fun. It's a good one. It's a good show. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely enjoyed all the stuff with um, the Brad character that you just mentioned, the actor. Uh, he, he was just like, just like, we're my job is just to make as much money as possible, and that's all I care about. I don't care about this fucking game. I don't care about any of you. I don't care about what's right. I just want to make money. Well, and, and, I love the and you know that person exists oh, yeah. in, like, oh, every side. video oh, game yeah. publisher. There's I, probably a lot of them, actually, not just one.
0: I love the, the moment he's, like, where he sells the sword for $250,000, and then, he then you know, Rickety Cricket tells him uh, that it was actually some guy, like, in a trailer home, and, like... You could see like his heart on just the joy erupt. in his
2: eyes because he was like it was a fucking Saudi prince or something. They have all that money. And that's not that's not a challenge. That yeah, it was great. Oh, <laughs> he's great. Such a prick. I love him. I owe you. <laughs> Did he say he loves you? That guy sucked too. The uh, uh, the other
0: uh... you know I, I I appreciate a character. Oh
2: no, that's just an unrepentant, just like who, horrible person.
0: Like. You know, and it happens in wrestling where like you got to you got to heel who you they it's so hard when you know what's going on to actually hate them because, oh, they're doing a great job as a heel. Well, hero. You, respect, Go you rock.
2: respect the art.
0: Right. right. So it's but like, when you get oh. a character who, you know, they're playing the part, but you still fucking hate them. Oh, yeah. That's that guy. He's such a fucking asshole. You just want to punch him in the face.
1: I also thought it was funny on the show. So I think the show was made in collaboration with Ubisoft. It was. And um, it's funny because, like, they'll do the scenes where it's supposed to be in the game, the uh, Mythic Quest game or whatever, where it's, like, this really bad-looking animation. It looks like it's from a game that's, like, you know, 20 years old or something, And then all of a sudden it's mixed in with like shots of For Honor and it looks like this completely different game.
2: You know, I thought it was shots of For Honor because I'm looking and I'm like, that looks really familiar.
1: It's just funny how they did that because it was like, uh, it's not a big deal. It doesn't matter, but it's a complete disconnect where it's like, here's this really shitty looking game and then here's these shots of For Honor. Right,
2: here's this really polished looking stuff. Polished, easy for me to say. Talking. Can't talk anymore. Talks. It's just gone. Talk. <laughs> the ability is left me.
1: So, yeah, it was good, though. I hope there's more of it. You know, I don't know what the... I don't know how it did for them. And I
2: think we're definitely getting season two.
0: Yeah, it was actually renewed before it even was dropped. So Apple liked what they saw.
2: No, they knew it was coming in season two.
0: It's not going to happen. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is? No. Mm-hmm. They're just going to dangle that out there.
2: He's coming, Bob. Well, and then... <laughs> like a little kid the, on Christmas no. Eve, just sitting there waiting.
0: But what role do you want him to play?
2: I don't even give a shit. I just need like him to walk by in the background. I'll be happy.
1: I'm a
2: simple well, and the person. Other,
1: the other thing is, is, right now, with everything going on in the world, um, who knows when another season will even be produced?
2: Well, that's the thing, because I don't think anything's happening uh, Hollywood-wise right now.
1: I do love, by the way, it's like all the advertising right now is in some way related to coronavirus. Like if you watch any TV or
2: oh, anything put on, on the radio like, We're or all in this together. And it's like, oh well, fuck yourself, <laughs> and, man. No, we're not.
1: And, and I love how, I, I swear to God, not one advertisement. Like they don't want to say... COVID-19 or coronavirus for whatever reason. I don't know why they've decided you can't say it, but everything will be like, you know, with the situation in the world, uh, (laughs) you know, the state of things, the times we're in.
2: Yeah. it's, it's,
1: It's all stuff like that.
2: And it's like, we all know, guys, you can say it. It's fine. But yeah, no, I've noticed that too.
1: WWE does the same thing, by the way. They can't say coronavirus. It's so ridiculous.
3: Well, I haven't been watching that at all.
2: So. Well, I don't,
1: I don't watch it, but I hear about it. And it's just kind of funny that it's the same thing. It's like a banned term.
2: And, you know, there was a time where I would at least read, like, you know, what was happening week to week. And I would, I've just been like, yeah, I don't even fucking care, man. No
1: shit's well, given. I guess we could we could transition into that, but I guess final thoughts would just be that you know I enjoyed Mythic Quest, thought it was good. It wasn't like amazing or anything, but
0: I thought it was good. It was like a solid eight out of ten. I I do th- I think it could be really fun. You know, see what they do next season. Uh, with would will they do more episodes where you know they've got. A more random project each week. Um, and even even though... You know, maybe it's just because of how short it was. It didn't feel like that. But it's like, th- that was really strong for this... Ca- like, the dinner party episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, or...
2: Well, the whole thing is you had... It reminded me a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How, mm-hmm. like, right from jump, everyone, like, was game. Yeah. And everybody meshed really well. And you were just off to the races. I really didn't feel like there was... I you do... know, sometimes you get those couple episodes yeah. where you're like, oh, we're still finding our footing. This just felt like... I
0: do feel like this season would have benefited from being longer.
2: Yeah, I would agree. It... I thought nine episodes was kind of odd. Yeah. Like, just do ten.
0: Yeah, I wish they would have gotten up to 13. Um...
1: It seems like a lot of shows are not just like Westworld and Mythic West, but it seems like a lot of shows, especially if they're not on network TV are doing short episode orders.
2: Well, and I mean, if the story you're telling doesn't need to be stretched out, then fine. But I think you, you run into issues, which we've seen with HBO's stuff, is when you have this much information you're trying to impart and this much story you're trying to get through, it's suffering if you're trying to cram it into a, a shorter season. When yeah, it's fill out, like, two or three.
1: And I don't really understand it because, you know, if you're um, – okay, let's say you're NBC and you do, do whatever show. You do Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? Um, what does the episode the, – the, the amount of episodes, it's like what does it really matter? Because you're not trying to keep people subscribed to NBC. Like obviously you want to sell as much advertising as you possibly can. Right. So more episodes is better. But you're not trying to keep people hooked. Whereas if it's Apple TV or it's Netflix or um, it's HBO, you want want people to stay subscribed. And so doing a two-month run of Westworld isn't like, you know, that might not keep people subscribed all year. I mean, I know a lot of people just subscribe and just never quit. But a lot of people will cancel, so... It's just weird to me that all the digital platforms are doing these really short orders cuz it doesn't make sense to me for their business model.
0: Well, I think I think that's because if you if you ha- even if you have a longer run, like people can just wait until all the episodes drop and then subscribe then. And what
2: you really watch. need is to have sustained quality programming can't just yeah. be one show. It's got to be multiple things running through the year. Yeah. Like HBO does.
0: Yeah, and they got to start at, you know, you got to have something start quarterly. Oh, right, you've got stuff Some, that's
2: staggered. Yeah. Right.
0: And HBO, of course, has the huge advantage of its catalog is so ma- massive. And the right. amount I mean, of there's still old stuff, great like television that's Deadwood. on there.
2: I still haven't watched and I really want to watch that. Yeah. So,
0: So. Whereas you know, apple tea. I, there's three you knows that I've caught myself. I'm I'm just calling. But you're not it out. catching
2: yourself. You're calling it out, and then you're delaying the podcast even more. Uh, Maybe some people find them endearing.
0: Extend content.
2: <laughs> Dong. Next time you listen, let let Bob know if you find the you knows endearing. I'm I'm curious.
1: So to what our fan thinks. So I'm not.
0: Yeah, of course he's. <laughs> so apple t v has a really uh th- difficult journey ahead of it because it's got so little content right. it's pretty much all original content
2: which isn't a bad thing, but you need to prove yourself and get good word of mouth because it's like i'm not I'm not ordering it just for one show
0: and apple t i mean apple has the the huge advantage of having more money than most countries. So they can throw insane amounts of money at it if that's what they want to do. Right. But in the same way that, you know, that Google does it half-assed with so many things, is Apple going to really get invested in it or not? We'll see. So.
2: I mean, Amazon's seen a lot of success with their stuff. Yeah. You know, and they have solid programming.
0: So I'll be interested. Hey, Apple does have the rights to the Foundation series. So we're coming
2: back for that at the very least. At the
0: least. And they got um, Jared Harris to play Harry Seldon. So I am on board for that when it comes. So,
2: yeah. Is there any timeline on that?
0: I don't remember. It's probably delayed now. Yeah.
1: It's... um. So I teased it a little bit, but let's talk about WWE for a moment. When they when Vince came along, what was it like 2 weeks ago maybe, and fired like 15, 20 people total. Oh,
2: have we not talked We haven't talked about this, have we? No. Oh, Jesus.
1: I was like, "Okay, look. I know Vince McMahon is an evil fuck, but that's just bad business." Yep. Because, like, luckily for them, no one cares about WWE, and no one pays attention to anything they do. Um, This isn't like UFC, where UFC was going to do fucking Fight Island, and they got a shitload of bad press about it. That was
2: like, what are we thinking here?
1: Yeah, Vince McMahon could do the exact same thing, and no one would even blink, because pro wrestling is just viewed as a joke. Right. Um... But when he came along and fired those people, it was so stupid for a number of reasons. And it was just so fucking evil.
2: Well, I think the most egregious thing about it, Alex, was you had the the fucking stoop who's your governor in Florida declare that wrestling is uh, an essential business. Yeah. And then not, like, the next week you fire all those people. And I think they said that the firings would save something like $4 million a year. And it's yeah. like, oh, you mean what you paid Goldberg to fight in Saudi Arabia?
1: Well, Fuck and off. the thing about that is, yeah, they even put it right there in the press release for, essentially this was all to try to combat the stock dropping, right? And so they put it right there in the press release that I think they stopped construction of a new headquarters, and that saved them like $140 million or something like that for the year, and... They fired all these people, which saved them all of $4 million. Yep. $4 million, you had to fuck with people's lives over $4 million. What is four... Like, let's put this in terms that make sense to us. What is $4 million in your... Like, if you're Vince McMahon, Bob, what is $4 million to you? Like because to Vince McMahon you wipe your ass with? seriously for 4 million dollars for Vince McMahon is like nothing right
0: yeah you have to be in the mindset though which is it's 4 million dollars is nothing if it's something you want but it's everything if it's something you don't it's the same it's the same mentality that I have about delivery you know the the $3 delivery charge that's nothing for me. one, I think but... it
2: was it was an excuse to get rid of some people but, well that's
0: there's deeper and like than Alex
2: that. said, it was to try and combat the stock uh, price being in free fall, but it's just
3: like I don't know you look
2: at some of the names on that list like the one that I, I and I mean he was just happy to be there for as long as he was is Zach Ryder, that poor fuck, you know, you get yourself over with YouTube and shit before that was even really like a thing. You get punished for years for doing that. And then you're just like kept in the backstage. I mean, you're getting paid, so whatever, but it's just a piece of shit company, Alex.
1: Yeah, the the timing was horrible. And look, I understand some of these people are people they don't use or they use extremely sparingly, and they probably would have been cut anyway. And I think that's the mindset on it. Is, well, these are people we were gonna get rid of anyway. It's just the timing makes it look bad. But you know what? The timing makes it look bad. Right, you gotta so think just of the hold optics. off. Exactly. And that's the part of it that I don't understand from a Vince angle is I totally get that he doesn't give a shit about these people. Oh no, I totally kidding. understand that. But the PR on it is so bad. And you know, look. Some of these people I hope they were saving their money right, because if I were, were Zack Ryder, or I were, um who's the other jobber that got fired? The, Heath Slater? He in, Heath Slater, yeah. If I were those guys, I mean, I would not, for years now, I would not be feeling secure about my job, right?
3: You would
2: say. And
1: so, right. I'd be saving as much money as I possibly can, so I hope they were. Because, I mean, Heath Slater was there for like 13 years or something, was which for- is very crazy because yep. he's been a jobber that entire time mm-hmm. you know usually the jobbers don't hang around that often no not that uh, long and zach Ryder. i mean a lot of these people weren't even used for years and years and years so i just hope they were saving their money right. um you know it is funny of course how the wwe contracts work where they just sign um The two bullet club guys, uh, Anderson and Gallows, you know, they just get signed to like a new five-year deal, and then a couple months later, they turn around and fire them. It's like, what are those? It's like this is always a Vince McMahon thing, right? He wants you to abide by the contract, but he doesn't want to abide by any contracts.
3: Well, and that's
2: the thing, you know. I was shouting about it on Twitter when it was all happening. I was just, and they're never going to do it. But I was like, this is when you guys unionize. Like, this is the time. You're not going to, but.
1: The problem is you have too many people working there who are one. They do their best to convince people that they're just lucky to be there. Oh yeah, that's right? the
2: whole that's the whole line punked that way back in the day.
1: And then two, you have people who actually believe they care about you, like that fucking idiot Seth Rollins, who goes on Twitter that day and starts talking about how they're a family and all this like, shit. Dude, you just it's gotta like, shut
2: your face, man! No, you're. It's
1: <laughs> It's like Seth, I don't know what type of family you grew up in, but your family doesn't toss you aside when things get tough.
2: Right. Right. To the tune of nothing. You know? <laughs> for no
1: reason. Yeah. Exactly. For no reason.
2: Well, and to get out of here with that family bullshit. It's not at all. You know that. It's it's a business. Vince can will only use you for as long as he can make money off of you. He does not give a rat's ass about
1: you. But. Yeah. I you know, everyone knows wrestlers are way underpaid for oh. the amount of money the company makes versus them. It's ridiculous. But you would have to unionize and you would have to get everyone on board, right? You'd have to get the main roster on board. You'd have to get NXT on board. You'd have to get everyone because if they can run, if they can find 20 people to put on TV weekly that are will just cross that picket line, you know, you're fucked. Yep. So you have to get everyone.
2: Oh yeah, no, and I, it's it wouldn't be easy, but I mean, you just look at it, and it's just like it's it's workers being exploited, and you're really taking years off of your life working there. And yeah,
1: it's a dangerous job.
2: And the guy uh, in charge makes all of the fucking money and doesn't give a shit about you.
0: And the biggest thing is you go to they they just take advantage of the fact that. People want to wrestle mm-hmm. and the thing you have to remember is it's still a job.
2: Well, and that's wherein lies the problem, where yeah. you're convinced and they brainwash people. People are brainwashed. It's it's oh this is my dream, I've always wanted this. I'm so lucky to work here.
0: So you get to spend six of seven days a week traveling. You make a lot of money, but what do you get
2: slowly destroyed? What do you get body? for that?
0: Sure. You get celebrity and fame if you're lucky uh sort of you kind know, of, but it, it, it you know when well, you
2: got to pay for all your travel
0: all that all your hotels, your medical all that shit and by the time you're done, you're going to your body's wrecked, yep, you're not gonna be able to enjoy you know your old older years so what what's it all for and that's the thing. You talk to a lot of people who, you know, have a hard, there's like, you have got this weird dichotomy where you have people who are like, you know, the companies are, or companies are completely evil and the, the, and they're, they're kind of off the rails on that side. And you have people who like are complete company apologists.
2: Oh, the company is my friend.
0: The company's my friend. The corporation
2: is my friend and cares about me
0: there's a middle ground there is there is a middle ground where it's like i'm coming to work i'm gonna do my my hours and what's expected of me but i have no disillusion that
2: i am a cog in a
0: machine i'm a cog in a machine i'm here to do my job but you know even if i like it it's still a job and that's a hard place for people to get to mentally the biggest companies, your Walmarts, your Amazons, want to beat you down to believe that you are a worthless piece of scum. And well, you I feel mean, you got
2: to keep working, even though there's 81 cases of uh, COVID-19 at your Massachusetts Walmart.
0: The people need their cheaply made, inexpensive goods, Bob. Oh, yeah. But, it, you know, there are, it just sucks because there are good employers out there. There
2: are. There are. They're sure, know, and a few and far between, I would say, but
0: they're yeah, they're not as they're not very frequent.
2: Well, and you cannot trust even a good
0: employer to do right trust. by you, because at the end of the day, think if you think about it from the perspective of a company, let's say you go into this global pandemic and the effects that it's having on the economy are tremendous, even at a good employer. When the executive council sits down and says, what do we have to do to keep the business afloat? They're going to say we need to keep the most critical people to the business. If you work in an auxiliary role, you can be gone. All right, nice knowing you. Doesn't matter if the company is good.
2: If, if the it, company solely exists to f- make money, to make money
0: and to keep and the if, company if, if, going.
1: And if that was the case, Bob, I wouldn't say one thing about this WWE thing, but this is a company that's making a shitload of money, and they're not in any danger of going out of business.
0: Oh, no. But WWE is is not the good company. No, they're the right.
1: shit company. they the and, and keep in mind, during this whole thing, ROH has still been paying all their wrestlers. New Japan has still been paying all their wrestlers. TNA has still been paying all their wrestlers. They don't have to. Nope. They're not working. They're not doing anything. Those companies are all just not doing anything at all right now, and they're still paying everyone, and WWE's out here firing people. Yep. The biggest company of all of them by far.
2: Mm-hmm. Who has, I don't remember what the number was of their cash reserves, but they're fine. They're
1: it was right. a lot. Absolutely There's a lot. fine. Absolutely fine. They're making a ton of money off their TV deals. It doesn't matter that they're not running biz- buildings and they're not running house shows. Yeah, they're making less money because of that, but they're still making just off the TV deals like a billion dollars this year. Yep. They'll be okay. Yep.
2: Oh, I'm not worried about WWE. I'm not worried about them at all.
1: Um,. And the, you know the other thing was it was like maybe a few weeks back. It was during like the WrestleMania part of the year, and I saw Daniel Bryan went on Twitter and he posted something like a message to Brie, like I would give anything to be there with you right now because he's like self quarantined in a hos in like a in a hotel when he's not doing the WWE shows in Florida, you know like he doesn't go back to Arizona to see his family. Well, and because I, you've got
2: he, a pregnant wife and a little daughter. You don't want to get him sick.
1: <laughs> right. No, I get that, but here's the point, okay? He said like I don't I'd do anything. It's like, you know what you could do?
3: Quit.
1: Not wrestle.
3: Right.
1: <laughs> they're not going to fire you. You're untouched. They're not going to fire you. They don't want you going to AEW, okay? Mm-hmm. Flat out. They're not firing you. This isn't like Heath Slater. And If he just said, hey, I'm not working, I'm staying home with my family, what are they going to do? Nothing, okay? And so when he says, like, oh, I'd give anything, it's like, dude, stop with the wrestling, you crazy fuck, and go home to your child and your pregnant wife. Right. Like, who are probably, I'm sure Bree is worried sick, you know? So it's like Oh,
2: I'd be worried sick. You're and putting stress very, on your pregnant wife angry. too.
1: Crazy. Crazy yeah. man.
2: I'd be infuriated.
1: They don't He's not even like he's not even like a main eventer. He's just like a random dude on the show. They don't need him there. He doesn't have to be there. Roman Reigns is the top guy in the company and he was like, "Guys, I'm out. Like this is not safe for me." Well,
2: he's immunocompromised, right? It's like yeah, nah.
1: And by the way, it wasn't them. Their doctors there again. Like, this is coming up again. Their doctors there are really shitty. Oh, yeah. They never look out for anyone. Their doctors should go in a situation like that. They should go to Vince and say Roman Reigns should not be wrestling. I cannot clear him. I cannot clear him in this situation. And instead, it has to be him that pulls himself out because no one else tells him. That he should be stopping.
2: Right. Because that's just that crazy it's a piece of shit company. But I think that's, yeah. that's well documented and has been for the last. And you're always going to have people that like, again, like Bob said, the company is my friend. I love company. I'm going to stick up for company on Twitter. And those people are just idiots.
0: Well, they're idiots or. Uh, they're top guys. It's one or the other, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing with the thing, especially this is especially true in WWE with the way that the pay scales work. It makes no sense for a Cena to support unionization because he would lose money.
2: I think if you gave shit about your fellow workers and how much money do you need? You've already got that, the coke deal. I'm, I'm, that's not, the I'm thing, not talking about the ethics. Thing.
0: But
1: that's the thing, oh, guys. No, no, I'm just
2: saying, though, as like looking at it from being like a quasi decent human being, you might take a drop. But you're but this is the this is it, it's we live in an I society. We don't live mm-hmm. in a we society. Mm-hmm. That's the but problem.
1: You guys, but you guys are actually missing the boat here because no one would lose money if they unionized they'd all make more money they're all underpaid Brock Lesnar's underpaid Goldberg's underpaid Roman Reigns John Cena go down the list it's a good everyone that works there is dramatically underpaid if you go look at any like the closest comparison is sports right even though it's not really sports it's theater but that's the closest comparison all sports are doing about a 50-50 split of revenue between ownership and the players, right? It's mm-hmm. it's somewhere always right around 50-50. Last I saw, WWE wrestlers are only making like eight percent of the company's revenue or something like that. Which is insane. so everyone's underpaid. The the jobbers are underpaid, the mid-cards underpaid, the main events underpaid. They should all want to unionize. Yeah, yep.
0: it's, a, it's a valid point. But here we are. So.
1: Okay, I got a happy topic. Well, yeah. For me, anyway. What you guys you? aren't going to give a shit. <laughs> I sent you guys that little video. Did you watch it? I did. I
3: don't okay. think
1: I saw. Okay, well, anyways... Um. You could watch it real quick quick if you want, Erica, with the sound off while I talk because you don't need the sound on. But a few, maybe like a week ago, I finally finished my playthrough of Yakuza 0, and this game is fucking great. Like, (laughs) I would say, and you know I am critical of video games. I do not play games that I think are bad. This game is great. It's legitimately like a 9 out of 10 minimum. I might be underrating it at a 9 out of 10. Um, Can we the talk about how ga-
2: this isn't a turkey? <laughs> <Keep> we'll <watching. laughs> just wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, there
3: so, go.
1: <laughs> the, the gameplay's great, the story's great. The characters are great. This game, I'm not exaggerating, has considerably better writing than Westworld does. Like, it's fucking crazy. And you know this is just written by a couple of random Japanese dudes.
0: This this clip that you sent.
1: It's outstanding.
0: I, I presume... Wait, was he actually bowling? You... You go bowling and you
1: build up your friendship with this woman behind the counter that works there. And when you build up your friendship enough, she presents a challenge to you, which is she wants you to bowl a turkey. And if you can bowl a turkey, she'll give you a turkey.
2: (laughs) That was amazing.
1: (laughs) So obviously i love it so the whole time like she's been describing the church, the turkey to you like you know he, he starts doing it in that seat he's like deliciously plump you know whatever else he says and then he goes there's just one problem it's a little fresh don't you think
2: <laughs> Also, and by the way that's chicken. not a turkey
1: that's chicken <laughs>
2: And, oh, it feels good to laugh.
1: And that's not the only thing. That whole essentially, I would say in Yakuza 0, the main storyline is very serious and intense and there's stakes, right? It's like everything you could want. But then all the side story stuff is like completely ridiculous, you know.
2: That's right where you uh, want to be though.
1: Yeah. And it brings some levity to this like really like actually emotional game Um, at one point you're you're that's that's the that's one of the two main characters um kiru and at one point you're walking down the street you come across this little kid i have a video of it on my xbox profile actually because it's incredible and this little kid is like will you help me buy something from this from this um vending machine I was good, I wanted to buy it and I asked my mom but she said no and she got really mad and it's like it's in this dark alley and I'm scared to go back there and Kiru's like well you know okay sure I'll help you out I don't want you going into some dark alley alone right so he goes back there and he realizes it's a vending machine for porno magazines and it's like this little like 10-year-old kid right or something like probably younger than that even and so then he's sitting there, and he would already promised the kid that he'd help him. So then the kid starts guilt-tripping him. He's like, oh, but you promised me. And he's like, he's like, oh, my God, I did promise. I hated when adults would disappoint me as a child, like he's thinking to himself. And so he's like, fine, give me the money. I'll buy it for you. And right as he's going to buy it, like five women appear out of nowhere. Like... Fucking people are coming out of work to take a smoke break. Um, you at this point in the game, you're running this real estate business, and your secretary walks up and she's like, "Hey, is this your son, Kiru?" And you're like, "Um, no, he's just a kid I just met." And so now he's she's hanging around looking at you, and so it tur- the side mission turns into essentially a stealth mini game where you need to avoid all these women well buying the magazine for the kid that's pretty great <laughs> and at the end of the at the end when you finally get it you give the kid the magazine and you're like look listen kid there's something really important that i need to tell you L- listen carefully and the kid's like okay and kiru gets very serious and he closes his eyes and he goes don't hide this under your bed it's not as safe as you think so anyways it's it's actually an amazing game um and the main story is really good it's basically um you play you play as this member of the yakuza who's very young he's supposed to be like you know early 20s and you're sent to beat up this guy like who owed the yakuza money or something And then the next day you're hanging around and you're watching TV and suddenly there's a news story about the guy that you lightly bleed up, beat up, sorry, is now dead. And so you've been framed for murder. And now, you know, like the game kind of kicks off from there. Um, Nice. Yeah. And there's there's two main characters. It's a really, really good story. Like, by the end of it, like, you know how we were talking about in Westworld? Like, I don't know anyone's motivations. I don't give a shit about any of these characters. By the end of it, I was, like, actually really caring about these characters and what would happen in the game. And um, wanted to see it through, you know? And it's a long game. I mean, it's like, if you do the side stuff and the main story, we're talking about, like, a 70, 80-hour game.
2: Oh, wow. Is it on Game Pass, Alex?
1: It is on Game Pass. Oh.
3: Oh.
2: And so this
1: is Yakuza 0, which is a prequel to the Yakuza series. And also on Game Pass now is Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake of Yakuza 1, which I believe was a PS1 game. Nice. So I'm going to play that as well at some point. But a really, like, when I started playing it, I was like, you know, how's this going to be? But it's actually a really great game. Nice.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Nice. Do you want to talk about the challenge?
2: Yeah, I yeah. can talk about how much D sucks for a while.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about the star of the show, light of my life, Bear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I will say I thought the choice of uh, "pretty fly" for a white guy was a little mean.
3: <laughs>
2: little mean, I thought. Um, but yeah, no. Like we were laughing, when we were watching this episode because you know you got Kayla being all like, oh, "I've got a boyfriend back home," and
1: sure you do, Kayla. They
2: show the preview from last week; they're kissing in the bathroom, and it's like, oh, oh, the challenge never change.
0: <clears throat> <sighs> I, that. The second, and they always do it in episode one.
2: Oh, and we every time we laugh, we look at each other and we laugh.
0: I have a like, boyfriend back home. Oh, here we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who is it?
1: <laughs> Bear. I, I'm telling you, this is what I like about Bear. Bear is a huge asshole, but he owns it. And I think it's the same thing that like gets him some of these women. Is I think it's like you know what? This guy's a prick. I know he's going to cheat on me. I know he's going to try to fuck every other girl here, too. But there's something about him. And there's something about Bear. Like, his confessionals are amazing. Like, he's so funny where he's talking about how, like, you know, I've got Kayla in the bear trap. (laughs) It's so ridiculous.
0: What do you remember that first season he was on and with georgia and he's in the confessional and he's oh, like georgia of course i got a girlfriend back home i'm not gonna tell her that <laughs> yeah he owns it he's a piece of shit of course i'm gonna lie bear never change <sighs> Can we bear talk about... bear, oh, bear pretty
1: much made that whole episode for me though he was doing great things great tv Go ahead, Eric.
2: Oh, no, I was just going to say, can we talk about the hissy fit that Jay threw? <laughs> and I feel bad for the guy. But the one thing that I really don't think people are thinking about this season is there's a limited number of eliminations. So if you keep throwing the same person in, I don't, I don't know how smart that is.
1: The other, The other thing is, is we still don't know... If having more than one Red Skull matters, I'm still waiting to see that, yes. because Jay has two.
2: I was talking So does about, that about mean that.
1: if you lose an elimination, maybe you just lose one of your Red Skulls and you don't get eliminated? Or
2: do you get to a point, if you get far enough in the season and you have multiple skulls, and there's only a limited amount of people that can get into the finale, can you start...
1: Throwing eliminations to get your friends in to Not the final. Not
2: that, but, like, I have two skulls. I'm able to give one away to somebody who wants it. What are you going to do for me? Mm. You know? You yeah,
1: know. maybe. But
2: they're going to do something with it.
0: They,
1: they have mean, to we'll, have a plan we'll, because... We'll, we'll see what ends up happening, though, because Rogan dropped him hard. And then on the total... Let's like whatever, you want to slam the guy? Okay. But what I didn't like was when he shoved his head into the ground afterwards. Oh no, fuck
2: Rogan, man! It's like you didn't have to do that, dude. Like I get being aggressive during the actual challenge, but then like, don't don't be all. Once the, the
0: horn blows,
2: the whole him and D situation is just like, just stop, all right? Like, really? talk about two
1: people that deserve each other, though.
2: Oh, very much so. But it's just like, whatever, dude. You were. The fact that D has any loyalty to him at all is disgusting to me because it's like he tried to throw you under last last season. Bitch. Big time. Like, what, what are you what are you remembering? What are you looking at? And then you're voting for Jay in this last elimination. Like, come
0: on. I, I have to. Sus-
2: her voting for and I don't like Ashley, but her mm-hmm. voting for Ashley, too, after she's like, well, I thought you, you were my friend coming into this game, but I just don't think I can trust you anymore. It's like, where the oh, fuck did that fuck come D. from? Where did that come from? I don't even like Ashley.
0: I do. You got to wonder if. Like there's something more with Jay in the house like he's just not liked.
2: No, it's the thing where we've already said your name. I don't want to piss anybody else off.
0: That's certainly part of it. But
2: that's the old way of playing. You only have so many eliminations.
0: I don't know. And-,
2: and CT isn't the powerhouse he once was, but eliminating CT from an elimination is still a big achievement, I would say. It's not what it once was, but I think it still has meaning.
1: Especially that one that was almost a pure physical elimination. Exactly. Like, yeah, there was some aspect of tying up the knots and everything, but it was really a physical elimination.
2: Yeah, so it just it got on my nerves because it's like... I don't see Jay as a layup. I don't understand, like, especially not when fucking Nelson and Corey are sitting right there. I, I don't understand that at all, but... And just the hard-on that Rogan had has for him just doesn't... It's like, all right, he kissed D. Who gives a fuck?
1: I also did think, so they set up this elimination, which is essentially the balls in elimination, which is... One person is trying to get past the other to dunk a ball into a ho- into like a, ba- a barrel or yeah. something yeah. to score points to win. That's the that's the basic setup of the setup of the elimination, and they add this element of like the ball being on fire, and now they got to wear these big bulky suits. Well, that's just dumb. And I just thought it was one of those things where sometimes you add on to something that's already perfect, and you know like. Someone feels like, hey, we got we to gotta spice it up a little bit here. And we'll see if that elimination even continues on or what ends up happening. Because Jay might be fucking half dead off that slam. Yeah. But I thought that elimination was going to be stupid anyway. Because, like, even if you're wearing all this protective gear, you still don't want that ball up by your face. Because no. the stuff that was on their face was not going to protect them from that fire. So you're not going to go that hard in this like they may normally go in that elimination.
2: Right. I, you know, yeah, it was just like, why, why screw up a good thing? That's already a good elimination. Just just stick just with that. Just stick to
1: what works. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's been their big problem on the challenge over the years is trying to get too cute with the format. You have a format that works, there's a reason there's 35 seasons of the show or something. People like the format. Right.
2: Don't fuck with it. You really don't need to, especially when it's working. If it's not working, different story, but it's working. Leave it the fuck alone.
0: Yeah, we got past the 3 seasons of stupidity. Let's yeah. You know, let's not fuck it up again.
1: Yeah. Now, do we think Jay's dead or were they playing it up as just a cliffhanger and he's going to get up and be fine and maybe the wind just got knocked out of him? You know,
2: part of me thinks it's that. Because um, really, I'd like to see him come back. I don't want him to see him get murked, you know, so quickly because I do think he's a strong competitor. Um, at least from what I've seen so far.
1: Now, if Jay is hurt and he can't continue... Is that, elim- is that an elimination win for Rogan, or do they disqualify him? What do you think they do?
2: They're probably going to make it an elimination win, just judging by the way that they usually do things. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: if but he it didn't break, If, if he didn't break any rules in what he did, then how can you disqualify him? Right. Right.
2: Personally, I'd like to see Jay come back and be like, oh, no, you're going to have to fucking kill me.
0: I don't know. I, you watch that hit. And and it doesn't look good. You know, he, Jay's—he's just really small. Like he had a huge advantage in that first elimination. With going up against CT. You know, it wasn't hands-on. When you take someone, Jay's got to be what 160 pounds. I don't
1: know. He's—he's well, he's one of those guys that's—you can tell he's strong. He's
0: but a climber. He's,
1: he's, he's strong. He's strong for his size mm-hmm. and. Rogan is considerably bigger than him.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, if the the thing I I I don't see with Jay is that he would be, you know, if he gets back up, if he's fast enough to to dodge Rogan and get around him, if he was, then he'd have a chance. Right. But it'd be like being a shorter fullback basically mm-hmm. who you know or, or something like that where you have some explosive speed I don't see that from Jay and I th- if all Rogan has to do is get his hands on him and Jay's down right well
2: we'll have to see did you uh enjoy the evisceration of Josh by Wes
1: <laughs> where he's like I'm not concerned about him or he just wants to be me or whatever he said
2: yeah well, Josh seems to be like, and I know Wes is fucking with him because Wes can't help himself, even though Bananas pulled him aside and was like, what are you doing? Like, can you, what happened to play Impossum, motherfucker? Like, didn't we talk about this?
1: It is very strange because in the, if you go back to the way older seasons, like before even Rivals, the strategy was always that Kenny and Evan – would send Johnny around the house to rile everyone up and piss everyone off and draw all the attention to himself. And then Kenny and Evan would go around and be the peacemaker and make everyone like them. And that worked for that alliance. And now, suddenly, it doesn't seem to be the strategy, like they're not planning it, but suddenly Wes goes around and pisses everyone off and draws all the attention to himself and Johnny's just in the background With his legs kicked up Like laughing about it Like hey dude And he even told him He told him straight up He's like I'm loving it Because you're putting all the heat on yourself
2: <laughs> He did say that
1: <laughs> I am i am hoping The evil alliance of Wes and um, Johnny Lasts the entire season Oh I hope
2: so too yeah. The unholy alliance I'm here for it Alex
0: It's great Absolutely It would be great if Wes and Johnny ran the final together. It really would be. Uh, Especially if, because you think about all the seasons that you had Leroy there and Leroy had that Achilles heel swimming. Leroy also, just didn't have much of a political game
2: at all. I just go back to last season and that vote where it's like, dude,
0: and it's you like, fucked yourself. You know, like Johnny, you think about how much Leroy relied on Johnny to get him through the game. And Johnny, I'm sure, legitimately likes Leroy and everything. But you got to imagine anytime time Leroy... Just royally screwed something up. You get Johnny in the background's got to be like, Dude, what are you doing? <sighs> You're killing me, man. <laughs> Have
2: you learned nothing? Have you learned
0: nothing? And while Wes may be making some mistakes, at least you know, one, Wes has the capability to win eliminations and to win daily challenges. Well,
2: and Wes is looking pretty built right now. So, I mean, Wes always, except for that one season where he was really, like, bulky.
0: Oh, the steroids yeah, the steroids
2: will do that to you he's he's trimmed down and he's looking like okay, you know he's looking much better I'd, li- I'd like I'd like to see those two go far,
0: yeah, absolutely. I want to see someone take out rogan so bad,
2: yeah, fuck Rogan, man. I don't know, he's just been rubbing me the wrong way, him and D this whole season, these three episodes
1: well d just, just so full of themselves,
2: yeah. Well, I, what I really don't like, Alex, is you've been here for a couple seasons and you think your king should have fuck Mountain because you got carried to a final.
1: You're, you're D and Rogan. You were essentially allowed to go to the final by the Powerhouse Alliance because they thought you would fucking suck. Yep. And you ended up getting lucky that your team in the final was actually pretty stacked.
2: Well, and CT made the despite decision.
1: All, despite of- all your best efforts.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Because if they added their way, their team would have been much worse.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was CT making that call eventually and just being like, fuck this, man.
0: Yeah, at the right time. Yeah. Which I'm still not convinced that someone in production just pulls CT aside and be like, hey, you know, if you're going to play, you're going to do something. Now is the, the time. time.
3: <laughs>
2: Can we talk about like what Justin or what uh uh What's his fucking name? It's gone. Not Justin. What the fuck am I talking about? Jay? No, Tori's husband. Jordan. Jordan, there it is. Jordan. What has he done to his face? And hair?
1: Um t just- shirts?
2: Yeah, what what has he done? I'm not sure. Well, what he's, the always kinda got a got, is.
1: he's always kind of got he's always kind of got the um, hobo look going.
2: It's bad this season, though, man. It's not good. It's bad.
1: Uh, let me see if I can find a picture of him recently. What? What? Like, how does he look?
2: Uh, how would you describe it, Bob? It's like a bowl
1: cut. It's
2: bad. It's a bad look.
1: He's got like a goatee going.
2: And it's like a bad goatee, though.
1: It's like a goatee, but it's really scruffy. Yeah, it's not a great look.
2: But I did appreciate Johnny being like, to Wes, like, dude, you you don't want to run into Jordan in an elimination. He's going to come back. Or throw Jordan so so soon, you know? It doesn't make sense to, especially when he probably, what you've seen, the man is like a powerhouse in elimination.
1: Extremely hard to defeat.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make sense to, let's not pull that pin this early. Yeah, And Johnny kind of works with them, too, doesn't he? They seem to be fine.
1: Yeah, I don't think Johnny ever directly works. I don't think they ever really directly work against each other because Johnny knows he doesn't want to go against Jordan. He's not stupid. And Jordan has the belief that he can beat Johnny in a final, so he's not worried about him being there. Right?
0: Jordan is a prick. Asshole Landon. Sure.
1: He's, it's pretty much it. I'd say Landon's <laughs> better than Jordan, but it's pretty much it.
0: Well, I mean that's that's hard. That is a tough comparison. It'd be great to if you I would say get I would say Landon.
1: I would say Landon was dominating the show when the casts were more stacked, especially on the men's side.
0: That's a fair point. Yeah.
1: Um, now you have a lot of people who are leaving their prime, who Landon was beating in their prime.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh, he was great. Um, I don't care. I'll fucking beat you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I mean, look, maybe Jordan, when he's not in the game, is, like, the coolest, nicest guy ever. But in the house, you're just sitting there and you're like, what does Tori see see in this guy? Well, and Tori
2: has talked about it, I think it was last season, too, where she's like, he's an asshole when he's in the challenge house. It's not (laughs) fun to be around. And you yeah, can definitely I mean, see that.
1: it's got to be hard from her end to separate the two, though, because it's like, even if you know this isn't like how he is normally, man, that's got to put a lot of strain on your relationship. Oh,
2: for sure. And just being in that house for however long. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it, that's why. I, so last season, Zack was on. Jenna was off this season. Jenna's on. Zack is off.
1: Like, oh, boy. Did you see those previews?
0: Yes, it, did. it looks
1: like it looks like it looks like the Jenna zack drama is gonna be back next episode
0: oh yeah yeah but could you imagine like being it'd be hard enough to do that show one season together yeah oh yeah, yeah. could you imagine just doing them back to back no like, no I couldn't especially depending on the game and how they set it up if you've got to be if the game, if the you, th- this season they're setting it up as an individual game, but if you know you're set up in a situation where you would have to be opposing to your other, and well, Jordan you didn't has have a said choice.
2: his whole like reason for being there this season is to get Tori the win. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. what he's. That's what I mean. It he's not going like, like... Is that he's trying to get Tory there,
2: right? Because, I mean, they're going to be married. If Tori wins, he essentially wins.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, and I think he wants Tori to have that win on her record because I think he knows it would mean a lot to her. Oh,
2: yeah. You'd think then you just ride off into the sunset, no? you keep torturing yourself with this bullshit.
1: I don't know. If you can keep coming back and making a good amount of money, it's it's a good job.
0: I, get, I think it really depends on how well you you can handle the mental aspect of it. Yeah. Because if you can handle the mental aspect, you're getting to go to, you know, exotic locations. Um, all you do is work out and do crazy shit. You don't have to worry about the normal banal shit of life. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's yeah. a pretty good gig. Yeah. If you can handle the mental aspect. If you as- can
2: handle the mental aspect.
0: yeah. Right. 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 Hey, we're getting pretty long here, but I have one more topic that I would like to talk about tonight, mm-hmm. and that is um, the impending for cl- or closure of all movie theaters in the United States.
2: What did trolls make? Over a hundred million.
1: Something like. Who's a shocking amount of money.
2: Yeah. Like insane amount of money. And I mean, it makes sense. People got nothing else to fucking do. So it's like, all right, but it's got legs. And Bob and I were talking about this the other day. Going to the movies kind of sucks.
0: Yeah. It does suck. <laughs> it just doesn't kind of. It...
2: I will say the theater that we had been going to yeah. was better than the AMC we were going to.
0: Yes, I agree with that
2: and for the most part the crowds there with the exception of those couple $5 movie nights we went to mm-hmm. the crowds were fine yeah so i think going and trying to see a horror movie at the theater and you're not a teenage girl who's going to be shouting at the screen it's just a bad call
1: <laughs> i think i think it definitely depends in term like on what theater you're going to and what time of day you go at cuz I don't really think it's ever fun to go to a theater at night for like when a movie is still packing the the, the place out. I don't think that's ever fun.
0: I don't, I think there have been times where you've gone, I've gone to like big, perm, like opening weekends and it's been fun to be there with the whole crowd. Like I think about Scott Pilgrim.
2: Yeah. It depends on what the movie is though.
0: But in general, you've got all the mouth breathers it costs a fortune. You get wow, shitty that's food. That's
1: offensive. That's offensive to mouth breathers.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Wow. Wow.
1: <laughs> Shots. Wow. Who who's the one here who won't play Risk because he can't play strategy games?
0: Oh, you mean because I I enjoy spending my free time not being miserable? Let's
2: stay on topic here, folks. <laughs> but dong so, hears enough about it on the, the chat every night so
0: so you know you so Trolls World Tour released as premium video on demand is I think I
2: think they're charging 20 bucks P.V.O.D. something is, like that is the
0: acronym and yeah so it's a a good chunk of money which
2: 20 bucks that's what it costs us to go to the movies
0: D- that's less than the cost of our tickets yeah Uh. so
2: so if you're a family of four, that's a good fucking deal.
0: That's a good deal. If you've got a good home theater.
2: If you've got a shitty home theater. Yeah. It's trolls.
0: Right. Your kids just... Your kids tricky. don't give a shit. No. But I think about it, like, you think about, oh, well, I, there's this there's this really cool movie. I'd really like to see it on the big screen. Like, it, it'll only do it justice if you see it on the big screen. I can't think of a lot of movies that's really true for it anymore.
2: Not with the TV we have downstairs.
0: Right, like the humble brag. The humble brag. <laughs> but think about it. You go. I go to the the last couple of movies we've gone to see, where it's it should have been that movie that gives you that. Oh, this is why you come to the theater.
2: Well, Star Wars was a fucking clusterfuck of epic proportions.
0: It still looks better on our TV.
2: But it's not only that it looks better, Bob. It's I can control. I'm an in control of the environment. And this will make me sound like a paranoid maniac, but I don't have to worry about some fucking psychopath bursting into the theater and lighten everybody up.
0: If you need to pee. If
2: I need to pee, can I can pause, pause it. it.
0: Especially for one of these three-hour marathons where they don't have intermissions. Right. right. It's, you can make the popcorn you like to make. I can
2: be comfortable. I don't have to wear a bra. I mean, this these are all positives.
0: So I, I don't. There still is, to my, in my mind, there's a niche. Because, like, when we went to go see the thing at the movie box or the music box. Well, that was rad as hell. That was cool. But that was definitely a crowd of people who wanted to be there. Well,
2: you know, exactly. And you, it's, it's, you know what the mentality is in the theater. You know that if you laugh when Wilford Brimley is staring at that, down the, the end of the human race, you can laugh a little bit because it is genuinely funny. But you, you're all the theater goers have. There's an agreement there, right? You know, and that's the music box. That's a that's a specialty theater. That's right. you know, people know you're not going to, with Joe Schmo public who is the worst. Yeah. So.
0: But I. Well, I, and then
2: I was reading. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um. That they're, they they want to implement like temperature checks and like searches and we're going to make it like the TSA and it's just like okay so it's going to be insanely ineffective and just piss everybody off yep yeah no thanks I'm good I'll stay home
0: yep I don't want to go do that
1: yeah and my mindset right now with the whole coronavirus thing is I don't really feel the need to do much of anything until there's a vaccine
2: That's the whole thing, Alex. I was talking about that with a friend of mine the other day, and I mean, I don't want to get too bogged down in in this bullshit because we deal with it every day, but it's just like, how are you ever going to be comfortable until there's a vaccine going out in any kind of a crowd? You know, like, even if they open the movie theaters up, I'm not going to the fucking movie theater. You know? Oh, we're going to open the stores up. I'm not going to the mall. What are you, crazy? Nope. Like, we used to go, uh, there's an a open-air mall not far from our house. We would go there on, like, a Friday night before we had the baby, and we'd just walk around, because there's nothing to do. We're not gonna do that anymore. Especially because I know, oh, there's a lot of people out there who aren't taking the necessary steps to prevent this shit. I'm not putting my life in my- their hands. Fuck them.
0: More or less, yeah. You know? I-, I mean, there's just, there's, there's no, there's not a good reason... Do it and what I think what what is really going to kill the economy long term is people are going to go through this period where they're really questioning. Is this something that I need to do or something I really want to do bad enough that I'm willing to take the risk? And there are going to be things uh, there is also going to be idiots who think that, you know, there's there's things more important in life. Um, the economy, the stock market. But
2: storming the state house with giant rifles.
0: But, and there are things that are going to be worth a, a, taking a little bit of risk. But it's not going to be. How many times in the past two weeks have we been like, as much as I really want a bag of Doritos? Stay the fuck home. I'm not going to, right. to risk it for a bag of Doritos. Right. I'm not going for just that. Exactly. You know, it's gotta I'm gonna if I'm going to the grocery store, I'm getting everything. Are we making I need. a
2: run, then we're making a run.
0: Right. And and that's that is gonna have a lot of long term impacts on the economy because our economy has been based on people spending money they don't need to spend. And Which we were very guilty of. Yeah, sure. And what what frustrates me is that the you know the the businesses and you know the government is so unprepared for people to change their behavior for a necessary reason, not even just but that's the thing the- uh, the United States economy is completely consumer based mm-hmm. so consumers change their behavior sometimes. And suddenly, oh,
2: well, not only that, it's just you have a lot of people who don't have any income coming in anymore. So they don't have money to spend.
0: Yeah. Can't spend money. You don't have.
2: Right. Not only that. Then,
0: So
1: since you guys brought that up, do you guys think that especially now that we're in a new month again, do you think the government's going to give away more money?
0: No. We haven't gotten our money yet. No, I don't. Alex, why
2: do you think they're opening up? They want to get people off of unemployment they They don't want to be giving people money. yeah they don't want to be supporting people, especially not this uh, uh, this regime. they don't give a fuck.
1: Well, they're taking a big they're taking a big risk though because you're right about that. but if they open up and cases spike they're just going to have delayed it even longer and they're going to fuck themselves even more.
2: Alex, that's exactly what's going to happen, though. I read something the other day that Georgia was open for a couple days and they already had, like, two or 3,000 new cases reported. It's just... If you want to open up, you have to have very strict guidelines in place. You cannot leave the house without a mask. You have to have... Keep the distance and you have to have punishments for this. It has to be, like consequences but they're not going to do that
0: no no they won't
2: and then you have idiots like protesting on the beach because it's like well i want to be able to go and lie out and it's like you know and this is the thing and we've talked about this bob and i it's exhausting because i'm getting really sick of just hoping that people get sick and die which i know is cruel but i'm very (laughs) fucking sick of people being just stupid about this it's like i said earlier Where in I society, when in a case like this, you really need to be a we society, where you realize your actions could have very long-reaching effects on everyone around you. And no one gives a shit.
1: Well, and look, I, I understand when, you know, I don't understand the protesting, because I think it's a really bad idea to go out in a large group and protest right now. But I do understand people's frustration of... You know, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, and I don't have a job right now because of this, and so I'm in big fucking trouble. Oh,
2: no, I get that, too. I
1: totally understand that frustration. What I don't understand is the frustration of, man, I just want to be able to go to the beach, or I want to be able to go to a restaurant, or I want to be able to go to the park. It's like, dude, is your life this sad, that if you have to stay home for a couple weeks, you go insane. Well, yes. that's,
2: that's the thing, though, Alex. It's You're being asked, and this isn't even a sacrifice, right? You're being asked to moderately inconvenience yourself for a couple months. And so many people are like, fuck that. It's like, really? Like,
1: Dude, we we were joking about it the other day in text. It's like, hey, this is the time to take up video games. Like, just pass the day with video games when you have free time. Pick up a book,
2: you know? Yeah. like.
1: Movies,
2: TV shows, this is your chance
1: to catch up on everything.
2: Right, exactly. Learn how to cook,
1: do whatever. It does
2: suck. It's not fun to be stuck in the house, and it it sucks that you can't see people. It's really shitty, you know? Mm -hmm. My parents haven't been able to hold their grandchild for, like, two months. That fucking sucks. You know? I lost my fucking grandmother. That fucking sucks. But it is what it is.
1: And this isn't like it's, you know, let's say it was... 60 years ago, and this exact same thing happened. People would be bored to fucking tears. Nowadays, there's tons of stuff you can do in your home.
0: Yeah, they, they, there's a lot of options. Well,
2: 60 years ago was the 60s, Alex. People were people were doing all right. But there's there, they're fucking and smoking and like there's all kinds of oh, psychotropic they, drugs that they could take.
0: The, it's the I'm going to leave it at this because I really don't want to get into this again. You don't want another 45-minute depressing on a, conversation? On a back-to-back, a back-to-back weeks on the, or, or episodes of the podcast. Um, it's just the failure of national leadership. It, they, and They have spent so much time dividing us as a country and being very successful at it. So there is no national unity. And I know Erica, you brought this up. You see, oh, we're all in this together, and you feel, oh, well, that's bullshit, because it is, because you know, at, at the drop, you know, you. How many people say that? Who, if they were given the chance to save your job, if it meant them taking a five percent pay cut, they wouldn't. Nope. Stuff like that. You. There is no sense that your fellow American would do. You know something, the right thing. To help others.
2: Well, that's why I say these people don't give a shit about me. Why should I give a shit about them? It's exhausting.
0: Yeah, it's
2: exhausting.
1: Hey, to come at this from a slightly more, um, much less important angle, (laughs) we were texting about this a little bit the other day, Bob. But some of these places, these restaurants that want to stay open, are just handling this so poorly.
0: Oh, I know.
1: You know, I'll give a good example of a place that's handling it very well. I went to Alumele Nadi's to pick up after this all started up, and when I went there, everyone's wearing masks and gloves. They don't let anyone in the store. They they bring it out to you and they put it in your trunk. No one ever touches anything. No one ever breathes on people. I'm seeing people cleaning every handle that gets touched very well done for the situation. Like, they're doing everything they can. And then you call some other pizza place, and you're like, hey, would you bring it out and just put it in my trunk? And they're like, no, we don't do that. It's like, okay, then I'm not buying from well, you.
2: Well, yeah, on Friday, we were going to order from somewhere, and they weren't doing touchless uh, pickup or delivery, so we were like, well, fuck it. We'll order from somewhere else that will. And we're just not taking the risk right now.
1: And the same thing happened the other day. I wanted, I was going to get Hooters and I looked on their website and they were doing, it was carry out and delivery. So I called them up and I'm like, hey, do you guys bring it out to the car if I order carry out? And they're like, no, you'd have to come in. I'm like, okay, bye. Right. (laughs) I'm not doing it. You know, it's like, this is, it's like, could I go in there with a mask and gloves on? Yeah, I could, but it's unnecessary. Right. Exactly. Well, and it's also yeah. so stupid to me that you'll let people come and pick it up. You'll let someone come in, take the order and deliver it, but you won't let anyone take the order and put it in my trunk.
2: It it's it's best not to try and figure it out, Alex.
0: Well, so we did order from Hooters. It's Friday. Friday. But they uh, No, no, no. We we ordered delivery, but the, earlier in the quarantine, we ordered from Hooters, and I went to go pick it up. Um, and I went in because obviously they didn't do curbside, and that was one of the last times I did anything like that. But um, when I was in there, you know, all the the Hooters girls they're still dressed in their in the normal Hooters girl outfit. And you know, I could imagine that's probably part of why they don't want the girls going outside. But nobody's in the place. No, no
1: one's in the place. That's stupid as well, too.
0: What's the yeah. reasoning
2: behind that? Like, no one's here.
0: Why would you? Why do you want people coming into the building who could just come in and cough everywhere and make the place and sicken you know, up? I, the pla- I, I come, come
1: in, touch the handles, touch the counter.
0: That's why I went to go, I got pickup from Shake Shack and what the way it worked there was I pulled up and they had a table set up outside where they just set the orders in the bag on the table and you walk up, you say, I'm Bob and they point at the bag, you grab the bag and go. You're never in the building, never really even interacting with them really, but you can still get your food. There's no reason – you should not have to go into a restaurant to pick up your food right now. Right.
1: And by the way, you know, look, I would have rather had Hooters. I called up Buffalo uh, Wild Wings. I'm like, hey, do you guys do curbside? Yes, we do. Call us when you get here. Tell us who you are. We'll bring it out and put it in your trunk. So – Now, I do – It's like I, – Why I, – it's like, why isn't this just simple for every business I, to do?
0: I – I do now I do think Alex sometimes you get a little unreasonable in your anger towards restaurants that don't do things the way you want them to do see Elio's and delivery but hey
1: I'm just saying you want to stay open through this thing well, you might need but, to but adapt. but
0: um, that's that was my point like there was a difference between before corona and now like before corona if you know I, if Elio's did well enough that they didn't need delivery. Good on them. It's oh, right. annoying, and look, and it's look, annoying I but good on them. I
1: wouldn't even have had before coronavirus. I wouldn't have even had the expectation that Elio's would deliver to my home. I'm like half an hour away from them. Right. right. Even if they were doing delivery, I probably wouldn't be in the delivery area. Yeah. So that's but, like, you regardless.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, but you get, you get hot about it.
1: <laughs> but, but really. Alex just wants to make
2: yeah. sure it stays open. because yeah, that pizza is fucking
0: good?
1: Yes. But, but, but in terms of right now, though, if they're still not doing delivery, I just don't get it.
0: I think they got delivery through like Dash, DoorDash, or something. Um, but uh, they, I do know that they were doing contactless, drop it off in your car, and but you, That's you what noon
2: whistle did. You, you are I up some
0: beer. You are right, Alex. Like if you're. If if you are not doing delivery right now, um, you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage. Well, and everyone everyone should
1: there should be. I if I were running a restaurant, I would not be letting anyone inside except for the employees who had to be in there, and I would only be doing curbside pickup and delivery.
2: Well, and this is the the part of like, and I don't know if Pritzker, who's the governor here has put an edict down as to but there should be guidelines. If you are in restaurant and you're going to remain open, this is what you have to do. This is the way it has to be so that we can mitigate the exposure, mitigate the, the touching or the, the potential, you know, transmission. It's just, let's, this isn't hard.
1: And look, the, the Hooters example is the perfect one where that was my first choice. And I called them up. I asked if they do curbside. The answer was no. Okay. So now I know for as long as this is going, I'm never going to buy Hooters one time. Yep. And so you've just completely eliminated me as a customer, and I'm sure I'm not the only one.
0: Yeah. Right. it's, it's It's one of those things where it goes from the difference between you're trying to be competitive in a convenience driven market to you're now need to be competitive in a safety driven environment right and those are two very different things
1: and when do the when it comes to the hooters thing like you were talking about it's like why are they still wearing the outfit right for what the manager like that's who they're wearing it for, I guess. Well, Alex, like, you've what?
0: seen that manager at that Hooters. <laughs> you know that's exactly I mean, what's going on.
1: I mean, I get it, but still.
2: No, it's just it just goes to show that people aren't taking it nearly as seriously as they should be, and it's just going to prolong everything.
1: I think it's going to be going a very long time. Yep.
2: Same. So. But
1: Basically, until there's a vaccine, assuming there will be a vaccine. Well,
2: and assuming that everybody can get it.
0: Well, and when it comes, it has to be just mandated. Like, you can't get religious exceptions. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll wait for
1: it. There will, I'm telling you, there will not be. A, it will not be required. It will not it be required. Be.
2: No, it definitely won't be. I know. Especially if what happens, well, we're not talking politics.
1: You think, so. you think people are protesting now? If they made a mandatory vaccine that everyone must go get. There would be rioting in the fucking streets.
2: Work will set you free, Bob. Work will set you free. Can we talk about how the Nazis are just letting us know that they're Nazis now, which I appreciate?
0: <laughs> well
2: it's like, oh thank you, asshole. Now now I
3: know.
0: Well I has the answer to that. You set them up on their own server. <laughs> and it's the Nazi Echo Chamber. If a Nazi digs a swastika in the woods and no one's there to see it, does it even matter? Yes.
1: <laughs> okay, so I saw the sign you're talking about, the work will set you free one, and the other person who had the Hale Pritzker sign with the Nazi symbol on it. Yep. The Jewish
2: governor, yes.
1: I, my first thought was right there, they should have shot those people. I mean on the spot they should have shot those people in the head.
2: Yeah, but Alex those people are white. We don't do that to white people.
1: You 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 could be you should be cleansing out the gene pool on the spot. They should shoot them on the spot.
0: Well, this is this is the problem. This is a big problem in the United States. They were... In Germany in Germany they probably
1: would have shot them on the fucking
0: spot. Oh, you'd be arrested at the very least. What the problem in the United States is that we have not punished truly traitorous behavior, um, look at Confederate leadership after the Civil War. They should have all been executed. Instead, they were set free and given these like really lame-ass restrictions that ended up... Within 20 years, Confederate leadership was back in power in the South. And what did they do with that power? They set up a 100 years of you know, uh, just fucking over black people.
2: I think they're still doing it.
0: Yeah, they're still doing it. So it's, this is the thing.
2: All you need to know is you need to look at the white people rushing the fucking state house in Michigan mm-hmm. and the cop reaction to that and the cop reaction to the, the black miner who was smoking a cigarette.
0: That's all you need to see. It, it goes beyond that, though. Like, there's certainly the racism aspect of it. It's a massive part of it. it, it it's, but we fought a war, the the, the all of World War Two against the fucking Nazis. Like,
2: yeah, Alex freedom,
0: is but, right. They should be executed. But, but
2: freedom of speech. Bob.
0: That's the problem. Freedom of speech. See, look at Germany.
2: It'll set you free.
0: Germany. Germany is a very free society, but they acknowledge that there are some things which need to be regulated. And the one of the one of the the biggest problems we have in the United States said the R word Bob. is
1: the really bad R word.
0: The yep. really bad R word. The the problem in the United States is the the, the whole notion of the slippery slope everything's a slippery slope when it comes to law in the united states oh well if you do that then you're on this slippery slope but well, you suddenly did you didn't know that did if you
2: let uh, uh, men marry men and women marry women that soon we're all going to be fucking donkeys
0: yeah didn't you know that slippery slope
2: bob
1: being a donkey might be pretty sweet you never know
2: <laughs> and on that note. But no, yeah, like we said. How would you know, Erica? I've been thinking about it a a lot lately, just because there's an idiot on our block with a fucking Trump flag, and I was like, oh, good, now I know which neighbor to never talk to.
1: Out. The thing is, when the people, it's like, look, if you want to go protest, shouldn't you do things that you might believe would actually get the results you're hoping for? When you show up to a protest. And you've got the frickin' MAGA signs and the MAGA hats, and you've got the Confederate flag, and you've got the Nazi symbolism. It's like, dude, no one's taking you seriously. In fact, right now, they're thinking about whether or not they should just kill you.
2: Well, I mean, there are people that take them seriously, though. President takes them very seriously. There's fine people on both sides, Alex.
1: (laughs) The, The... I hate when people do the both sides thing.
2: Oh, it's bullshit. I hate it. Cuz it's bullshit. Cuz it's like no they and I'm I'm there was I'm, a, look, a Twitter This Twitter isn't
0: this isn't the community trying to decide between whether or not you should build a new high school or renovate it. That that that's a two sides argument. Right. No, this is Nazis. Nazis and white supremacy versus everyone else.
2: Right. But no, I was on I a, d- a text chain where somebody was talking about they were like, "Oh, well, it was talking about Trump voters, and I was just like, I cannot get into this because I'm I'm, I'm done with the whole, well, you know, the economic anxiety. That's why. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Maybe that's an aspect, you're a racist sack of shit, and I'm sorry, that might be hard to hear for you, but you are. And if you vote for him again now, you're the biggest fucking idiot in the universe. So, that's just my I... opinion, though.
1: Yeah, we we went on about it forever like we weren't supposed to. But um, I <laughs> I will say to kind of button it up, I, I hate the both sides thing because it's like I'm not a Democrat. I'm liberal, but I'm not a Democrat. I don't agree with a lot of the things the Democrats do or believe in. But if you start, like, taking a look at things the Republicans have been up to for the past four years – versus what the Democrats have done in the last four years, there ain't a there isn't a both sides. No, <laughs> like, not. there is one side that is getting up to a lot of very evil shit, and since we only have two choices in this country, it's time to give the other side a chance.
2: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens.
0: And they're going to blow it.
2: I don't have a lot of faith for November, but we've got a couple months until then, so. Well... What, what a you guys happy, got anything else? Heart. I
1: think that was a great happy ending, and let's all think about life as a donkey.
0: Okay, life as a donkey or life with a donkey?
1: Well, Why
2: can't be both.
1: If it it has to be life with a donkey to then become a donkey, you know, to make a donkey.
2: Flip that genuine on, Bob. <laughs> let's do this. There
1: you go. <laughs> well, in that case, hug me. Hold me tight, donkeys.